PYHD listeners, it's Cam, and Rhea and I will be in New York this week. November 3rd, Rhea will be at the UCB Theater in Chelsea, and November 4th, I will be at the Skirball Center at NYU. Both shows are part of the New York Comedy Fest, which is sponsored by Comedy Central, so it's like a big deal, and the shows will be really fun. You can go to nycomedyfest.com for tickets, or you can go to either of our websites, cameronesposito.com or riabutcher.com. Please enjoy the show, and see you in New York. Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB! Put your hands What? I don't know. Is oh, that's on, a really? Back to the Future number yes, two is. reference. Yeah, number two. I like to call it number two. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. It's poo joke. No, no, no. It's a Star Trek reference. What? <laughs> Seven of nine? Yeah. <laughs> that's just the thing I know about Star Trek because she, she's cute. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Is that what cute. she is? Is that what she's, she's not a Ferengi. I just want what to say What does she Ferengi. have on her face? I don't remember. What is that thing? It looks like fabric paint. You guys paint. know what I'm talking about. Seven of nine? Like seven of she nine went into a giant Bluetooth. fabric. She was in an accident she and the Bluetooth, Bluetooth got around her eye and it hurts so bad. Stuck in her eye? Yeah. When a Bluetooth gets stuck in your eye? Yep. That's amore. <laughs> I know. We are so mad at each other. I know! You're not mad at me. I'm only mad at you. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that. You have nothing. <laughs> you have nothing to be mad at me about. I know I have nothing to be mad about. You are only the one who is causing I know. this problem. Yes. That is the usual state of affairs. <laughs> no, sometimes it's absolutely me, but today it is you because you are having a nervous fucking breakdown. Yes, I am. Because of the World Series. Yes, I am. 100%. And I have to watch it. I am losing I my goddamn mind world- every day. I wouldn't even be watching this fucking series. I know, and that's why I get to be mad about it. No. Because you wouldn't be watching it anyways. I would be actually probably watching it because I'm from Chicago and the Cubs are in the World Series and they have won several games in a row at this point. And no, they we- have not. <laughs> they a- I am going to correct you right there. How many Several, one, more than one, and they have won one game so no, right won, now. They won the last one. That is not an. Wait, what? They won. <laughs> they lost the first game. They won the second game. They lost the third and yes. the fourth game. Then they won the fifth game. They have not yet determined a winner of Game Six tonight. Oh, that's what you're. Oh, you're. Listen. Get out! <laughs> Actual rage yeah. from my actual feelings. That you're, I just being, said. you're being boring about what time it no, is. No, right you just now. said several in a row, and well, that is unfair. Well, they're gonna win this game. Do you want to continue being in a fight, or do you want to have a show? <laughs> 
just kidding. You were, were talking so... about the dog attack? No, we wrote <laughs> notes. This is what it says. World Series dog attack, Stranger, Stranger Things. things. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so stupid. We went last week. We went. That's why we weren't here. Yeah, we weren't we here at the show the because World we went Series to Games 1 and 2 in Cleveland, which is very mm-hmm. fun. Thank you for clapping because we're such big successes. <laughs> we got to go. And then we're such big successes. We got to go all the way to, to Cleveland. Cleveland. All the way to Cleveland. Home of the LeBron City James. City of something. Home of the LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland. Yeah. Home of the Nope, LeBron he's from James. Akron. I know so. he is. I know he is. I know he is. He just works um, there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I know he is. And <laughs> I had the weirdest food in Cleveland. Yeah, what we did have really weird ass food. I don't oh, want to name fuck. check the place. No, no, like, you're not, it's no, so no that's, it's a t- small family restaurant. <laughs> okay. Don't I, name the place. I, I, I would never ask you to do that. <laughs> Look at how you're telling these people I behave. That's not what I said. <laughs> I just said I'm not going to name it. And you're gonna yep yes. I think that's tensions implying, are high in our house. That's implying that I would walk that's, in here. I'm not implying you are inferring what I am not implying. Chris Bryant has a very low stance when he gets. To he get, looks like RBI Baseball Four is what he looks like. Oh, There's I one person that gets that reference. <laughs> yes, I think he looks like he's going to the potty. Old squatty potty Bryant. Yeah. <laughs> And, squatty potty. well, what, over the weekend we also watched Stranger Things. That was for the first time because I'd been putting off, I was very scared I would be too scared. And <laughs> so you just read no. the whole thing. Yes. And then we watched it. I read it. I read it. Not on, on Reddit, though. Not on Reddit. I don't go in there. I don't even know how it works. I, I don't, don't understand it. it. It's too <laughs> old And also, looking? if you look at, like, screenshots, of, like, literally if I look at a screenshot of Reddit, like I'm like, I wouldn't be able to understand how that alien works. Thing. Like, I definitely don't it's know like how things typing fold into arrows? each other's tiny... What do the arrows mean? Yeah, I can't do it. No thanks. But I read all about <clears throat> every single episode recap. <laughs> so you're and prepared. I was like, oh, I could probably do this. <laughs> Do you know what is my main question that I was talking that I was thinking about today? And you have not. Asked it has me it a yet? spoiler in it. Oh boy! I don't care. Is you anyone should... going to be upset if they're spoiled on Stranger no, Things? No, they're not. They've already seen it. Okay, I great. It. <laughs> we are uh, old, and it took us this long to get to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, because yesterday it was Halloween, and if you guys weren't aware, we <laughs> it was October thirty first. Colloquially known as Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. Colloquially is a hard word to say. We have, uh, we live in an apartment that has a door that is at the back of the uh, building. And so we just stood in a window <laughs> and watched the children. We just stood in a window and watched the children. <laughs> Are we sure yesterday was Halloween? <laughs> And Perfect reenactment. Yeah, that was us. And then we watched a lot of Stranger Things. Well, here's my All question. Of it, actually. Yeah, we watched the whole thing. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Several Stranger Things in a row. Um, Barb, 
Barb? <laughs> yes. You know her. I'm not Barb, but <laughs> in some But you ways know who I'm talking about, Barb. Yeah, yeah, I know where you're... I know of whom you speak. Here's what I'm trying to ask. Well, <laughs> isn't she like a big waste of food? Because, <laughs> like, if the monster is coming to eat food, then it takes leftovers home to the upside down. Then it just lets them spoil in a nest. It's bad housekeeping. <laughs> I bet you guys didn't think this far after the release of that show that you could hear a new hot take. <laughs> but that's my hot take. That show is wasteful. That monster, bad food sanitary skills. <laughs> well, it was 1983. Yeah. We hadn't quite gotten like, into recycling. But like, for why is she in there? She's a host body pod thing for... For what? Eggs and slugs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they took the thing out of the other one's mouth. But she doesn't have it, does she? She has a thing like this? I think this? It's, it's beyond... The, I think that tube has gone in and through. <laughs> and there's through? stuff in there. <laughs> and oh. That's why she's still in there. Oh... Because it's a whole web of... A chestburster? Yes, xenomorph type of thing. Oh. Hanging in the shoot me kind of a thing, you know? Oh. <laughs> but here's my question about that. A chestburster usually comes out of a living host, right? Uh-huh. Sure. So isn't that a very bad house for this gestating alien? Well, it's a different... It, number one, we don't know that it's an alien. It's more of a demogorgon or whatever the hell that thing is from the thing I never did. Why are I don't I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think we got some figured it out. Again. Welcome to our podcast, figuring out Stranger Things. <laughs> Ten months after it came out, <laughs> but just the food aspect. Okay, great. Let me ask you some other stuff. Great. Rio, would you like to tell them about dog... Dog? Attack. Dog attack. I mean, sure. What had happened? Well, we were walking our dog. Yes. And, man, I'm trying to remember what happened. Did we just sit down? Do you not remember what happened? Did we walk and then it happened and then we sat down? We were taking a rest. We were taking a rest. We had already decided it was a rest moment. Yeah. That I couldn't remember. We were on a walk and we were taking a rest. I like to be accurate. We were on a walk with in our, our neighborhood with our dog, and we were taking a rest. You know, we were sitting on a low wall, like about like this, <laughs> <laughs> like in a Got Chris it. Bryant bad stance. <laughs> <laughs> and then we looked across the street, and what was going on? Well, there's there's a little like house apartment uh, that has a, a white picket fence around it, and then next to it is a apartment that has like two units, one on the bottom, one on the top, and in the house apartment. Uh, the door was open, and I could see that there was, like, a gate door, like, one of those gate doors. I don't know how else to describe it. Metal screen door that's very heavy and you can't get out of. That was open, and a pit bull got out into the yard, and then, uh, which, you know, whatever. But then the gentleman who lived there was, like, tattooed and shirtless with no hair on his head. Well, he came out, and I said to myself in my head, oh, 
he's so hip, he doesn't know that his look is like the look of a skinhead. So hip. He's like he so doesn't know he looks hip. like a skinhead. He doesn't know that his look so is hip. like the look of a skinhead. Doesn't know he's for a sure. Skinhead. Like he's so hip, he's just like accidentally got all the wrong tattoos and he shaved his head by accident and he didn't realize that if you put that together and you don't have a shirt on, whoopsie daisy, you know? Um, is what I thought in my head. Mm-hmm. That's what you thought. Then there was a pit bull running around and he went like, come on back in the house. And then the dog went in the house. And, and there was then, a, a woman that came out like this. Yeah, a woman came out. And then, well, hang on. And when she came out after the hipster skin, I was like, oh, she's I was cold. Like, hmm, she's a she little cold. seems slightly terrified. He looks like I don't know about he this doesn't situation. know what a skinhead looks like and she's a little cold. She's cold on And then 70. they went back inside. And then... Uh, they did not shut the door. Man walked past and he had a very, very teeny dog. Little... Old Chihuahua type yeah, of dog. Yeah, little Chihuahua type dog. Older. Yep. Older guy. Socks and sandals. Got Tevas on. He has a sun hat. The man, not the dog. The man has a sun hat. Um, and uh, they're walking right past his house. A little bit of one of these walks, too. A little, like a slow Like a beginning of walk. 101 Dalmatians walk. walk. And then lots of pockets on yeah. his shorts. Right. Tevas. And then, oh, I would say Tevas. Whatever. <laughs> Too tired from the Divas world series to even argue. Uh, <laughs> then, from the back of the house, from this house, this door is still open. Uh, the pit bull runs out of the house very, very fast. And I remember you—you you guys remember we said earlier that he got in the yard. And there was like a fence in the yard. Uh, but what we saw happen was: Have you ever seen a pit bull run out of a house? and then destroy a fence. <laughs> Just run right through a fence. Ran right through the fence. Through the fence. Broke the fence. Broke the fence. You know all those movies where dog break fences, dogs break fences? And they have to That's get an animatronic dog because <laughs> yeah. like, there's no dog that could really break a fence where they're like, you. And you're like, that's what a far-fetched idea that is. We saw that. <laughs> And then the little dog ran out of its leash, and I don't Just know how that happened. It suddenly off. got it got it was like so scared that it got skinny, <laughs> and it ran out of its leash and collar and forward. And then the guy with the sun hat, he did something totally. I mean, it was so sad, but also insane. He started uh, chasing after. So there's like a teeny dog going. There's a big pit bull going, and he starts like macing the pit bull. But he's behind the pit bull, so he's macing like it's like mid back. Yeah, know. like mid back, <laughs> which to I'm low sure back. I'm did sure it doesn't feel, feel great. great, but I actually don't know. I don't know what mace Unsure. does to your mid to low back. I'm not sure. Uh, the owner comes running out, and I'm like, oh my god, like this is so crazy. Okay, like I hope everybody. I mean, we're standing up. This is the thing about Rhea and I. Really, like you want like lesbians in your neighborhood because we are just naturally the neighborhood watch like if we see like literally if we see anything happen we'll just turn to each other we should stay for a while we should be watching we'll just stay for a while we'll see what's going on we'll just stay for a while let's just stay for a while I think we should stay here can you get your phone out yeah yeah I got my phone is she okay is she alright how are they oh my god the dog he fell down he fell down off his bike how are you sir how many times have you people in the audience how many times have you called has anybody here called 911 for a stranger Clap if you've called 911 for a stranger. Okay, it's a lot of people. How many people have done it more than once? Wow. Okay, are you lesbians? Yeah. That's what I fucking thought. That's what I fucking thought. I've called 911 for a stranger three times. How many times have you done it? <laughs> Zero. Zero. She's bad. She's a bad person. I'm a bad lesbian. <laughs> 
No, 100%. We like to stay watch. So we're like, we're, we are, you know, Rhea's got, I'm like, hold the dog! And I'm like, I'm just like, I'm witnessing! If you, you know, whatever. And it's very uh, mad, Max. They're running. Shirtless guy comes out. He's running them down, grabs the pit bull, is holding the pit bull, and then he's like, fuck you, man. Don't spray my fucking dog. And the second that we hear his voice, we're like, oh, he's in him. There. Well, that's weird. I didn't. Yeah. So he. So then this. So it's a. So then it's a skinhead with a pit bull versus like a retired. Teva guy. Woodshop teacher. Yeah. Like I mean, who by the way is like trying so hard to be. He's like he's going like 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 trying to grab his. You know, like I don't even think he's ever grabbed his balls. I, yeah. He just you know? like grabbed. It. He was like, oh yeah. Like over here. Oh yeah! I got some treats for you. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! (laughs) But then, like, both of their testosterone is boiling, so they're both just going like, they can't actually say anything to each other. And the weirdest things are coming out of their mouths. The weirdest things are coming out of those. The dude with the yeah, the the you know, like the retiree is just going like. And then the skinhead starts yelling, my girlfriend is a lawyer! And then Rhea turns to me and goes, defense lawyer. Which, by the way, (laughs) is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my... Get a little lower, get a little lower. Defense lawyer. Yeah. Do you want to get the show started? Yeah, we should get the show started. Here's, here's what I, I do want I do want to give you guys, like, so here's what happened. We waited until the dude and the little dog went inside. We waited 20 more minutes just to see if anything else went on. I tried to go over and talk to him and see if he was okay. But being but the neighborhood watch lesbians that we are, fog. he could he not even he see us. He didn't want to talk. I literally was like, sir, are you okay? Sir, are you okay? And he was just like, so, um, I don't watch the whole right. thing in plain view, and neither of them went, oh, there's two lesbians watching. No, not neither time. of them noticed it at all. But we do know their houses, and we're now, we're aware of them now, um, and we're ready to help, you know, help or hinder, depending on what is. We'll be there. Resting. We'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that's Rio Butcher. That's Cameron Esposito. Rio, do you want to introduce the first comic? I mean, you got the stamp. You should do it. Um, this first comic, he is a pal of both Rhea and mine from Chicago in visiting Los Angeles. He's done the show before. He fucking killed it, and we're so happy to have him back. So, guys, let's hear right now for Charlie Burry. Get up for Charlie! All right. How we doing? How we doing? Keep it going for Cameron and Rhea. Yeah. Guys, I had a real, uh, a real fun Halloween weekend. Uh, I, I went as, as a guy who gets into food that is clearly off-limit to party guests. That's what, that's what I was. Nothing spookier than a vampire heating up last night's monster chole. <laughs> Making everything smell like shepherd's pie. <laughs> In the spirit of trickery. How are we doing? 
Learn recently, learn recently that pumpkins, pumpkins, not native to South Africa. <laughs> Don't know if you know that. South Africa, they're referred to as winter squash. Winter squash. Right? Like, if I heard that and I was a pumpkin, I would be very offended. Like, if anything, I'm an autumn watermelon. That's a joke for babies. It's a joke for babies and farmers. All right. So many sports in full swing right now. It's a fun time to be a, a fan. Um, I like football a lot. Sometimes I do feel bad for those referees when they have to get that little headset on, you know, and announce a penalty to an arena just packed with angry fans. Like, I feel like at that moment, they'd rather be anywhere else in the world. Just picture them the night before in the mirror, like, personal foul. <laughs> Holding. <laughs> Number 68. Oh, they're all going to hate me out there. God damn it. Shit. Shit. It's tough for Americans. I feel like Americans have a hard time with, uh, with soccer, with European football. I feel like um, we can't get on to like, the flopping and the gesturing that goes on. You know, we're, we, like, I, I like it. I feel like it goes back to, to gladiator times. You know, they'd be in the Coliseum, like, this lion bites my face, please, everyone, see, bite me. He's a spirit, not regulation, too short. <laughs> I like basketball a lot, too. Uh, <laughs> man. Just gonna go down the line of athletics. What's fun about the NBA is it's a real global league now, which you never know, like, pregame interviews, what you, like, Marco, is this the biggest night of your career against the San Antonio Spurs? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> biggest game of my career is probably against Serbia. <laughs> because they kill most of my family. Just... Stakes are a little higher in the Balkans. Is all that they can be. We got any Slavs here tonight? <laughs> Seems like a big. I'm a big fan of Eastern Europeans. I don't mean to. Uh... I was in a situation recently. I was getting my hair cut. I was the only dude, and I was the only non uh, non Slavic speaker. That's probably not an official language. I'm just round, I'm rounding out the listeners. And I could tell that the ladies were uh, were talking about me, like and they they were doing a lot of pointing and giggling, you know, like a Milos Teodosis in the Christie's Vladimir Menchikovich. Pedro Castellanovich of British. At one point, um, at one point, one of them like took my face. And, and kind of swiveled it over just so her friend could get a better giggle. Like, I'm just gonna make a Finally, she cracked. She said, I'm sorry, but could I tell you so much who you look like? Did you know? Please, could I tell you? You look just like a baby Cupid.
I'm a grown adult man. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not that funny. I'm trying different things to get healthy. I went for a long stroll uh, not too long ago, and I was I was walking, and I startled this bunny. Um, startled this bunny in my way, and let me just say that this rabbit clearly overreacted. <laughs> Clearly overreacted, it really did. It like cut right, juked left. Um, all of a sudden, head first, directly into the front wheel of an oncoming bicycle. It was bad, it was a bad scene. Felt bad for everybody. Um, fella on the bike, slams on his brakes, screams at, hey! <laughs> like as if I sent the animal at him. Like in his mind, there's a moment, I, I see him coming. <laughs> and I'm like, every creature in the forest! The time is now! Reclaim your home! Grew up a lot of, around a lot of Irish people. I don't know how to write transitions yet. That's one thing I'll learn in Hollywood. This one thing, one thing Hollywood might teach me. Grew up around a lot of Irish people. I don't know if you know, we, we can make any song real, real sad. Uh, real sad. Before the lyrics even kick in with the little, this was written in 1882. A man was convicted of a crime he didn't commit. Take Truman a jail cell game of pen and paper. This is what came from it. Ladies and gentlemen, the itsy bitsy spider. <laughs> too much. I did find myself on a website not too long ago called Great Americans with Depression. I was just checking it out. I don't know. I was just checking it out, seeing what it had to offer. Surprised to learn that Meriwether Lewis of Lewis and Clark fame. Uh, <laughs> He, uh, he, he went all the way to the Pacific. I'm sure you're familiar with some of his works. He <laughs> suffered from depression. It made me wonder like, what those journal entries on his down days may have read like. You know, Just August 18th, 1804. Came across a creature the natives here call water buffalo. Saddest eyes I'd ever seen in an animal. Later, the men went to forage for berries and scout for Sioux Warrior. I stayed behind, ate all the rations, and masturbated. Just a downer of a man he was, Meriwether. Guys, we'll, um, we'll get out of here on a little seasonal selection. Got on an elevator not too long ago. Stepped on with a young lady. We both got on the eighth floor. Elevator went down when no one entered on seven. I turned to her and I just said, I said, I hope a ghost didn't get in. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just trying to make a little elevator convo. She shoots back at me without a second of hesitation, without a blink. She said, that sounds like something a ghost would say. <laughs> What is that? Like, it's, it's, uh, it's one thing to be accused of being 
a spirit, you know? But to be accused of being the type of ghost who does something haunted and just assumes the form of a living man to avoid all suspicion of that haunt. Just knocks some books off a shelf, pops up like, that was certainly spooky. Anyone else? Think a poltergeist might have been involved? You guys have been great. Thank you very much. the Dane Cook of jokes. Oh, you guys aren't big Dane Cook fans? Relies on you knowing his jokes. Never mind! One more time for Charlie Beard. I know that was a great set because I heard somebody laughing and then do the recovery from the laugh. And I was a gentleman and I particularly love it when gentlemen do that because they're like, Goofy, like the actual person, Goofy. I used to play a game in college which was trying not to do that, like making each other laugh so hard, but then not doing any recovery. Try it. It's difficult. Because you're like really belly laughing, just like really enjoying your life. And then you're like... (laughs) Like you have to do something. And then you just, you sound like an old ketchup bottle. Try not to recovery laugh from this next comic. <laughs> See, Charlie, Hollywood does give you good cr- transitions. Obviously. <laughs> recovery on that one was, ooh. You guys ready to keep the show rolling? This next comic. Not only one of the best comics in the world, also one of the best people in the world, and we love it when he comes to the show, and he cracks me up. He's going to crack you guys up. Please give a warm welcome to Pete Holmes. <laughs> I was uh, was watching. I was watching the uh, the show. What? I don't like this. What's going on there? It's like one little area that I'm allowed in. This is a show. This, we're just at my house, and I'm an asshole, and I installed a microphone. Who wants a Mountain Dew? Oh, I'm kind of in it. I'm too tall for this bit. I was I was I watched Stranger Things. I I miss I miss TV. I don't want to sound like Andy Rooney, but <laughs> there was a time when we'd all watch like one episode of Stranger Things and we'd be like, "Oh my god." We'd talk about it. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to talk to people about cuz you have to be like, "Did you did you see every second?" <laughs> Did you see every conceivable moment of Stranger Things? Or should I leave you be? Like what, like, what was episode four of Stranger Things? You don't know. It was just a block of cheese that we all fucking hunkered down on. And now we look for other people that have a similar bloated look. And you're like, oh, her nose was bleeding, right? How, how, the boy, this isn't a spoiler, but the kids kind of, the kids in the in the Upside Down, and he's communicating with a very fevered Winona Ryder. And uh, so she's like, oh, my boy, my boy. <laughs> this is like Norm MacDonald summarizes in a 
uh, she's like, my boy, my boy. Uh, the boy's in another uh, dimension. Uh, uh, it's kind of like ours, but it's uh, scary. Uh, okay, I, I don't do it. Uh, but so she's like, oh, I think he's trying to talk to me. He's coming through this fucking wall, and uh, he's always, you know, calling the house. <laughs> so she's like, I'm gonna make a, a way for him to talk to me. So she writes the alphabet on the wall, and then she puts the Christmas lights. And uh, it's not heckling. Does anyone know how that worked? How did it work on his end? Right. <laughs> how did it work on his end? Was he like big? Was it like Tom Hanks and big? And he was like. <laughs> Hell! Because that, they should have shown that. That show was intense. I could have used a break for him to be like. And then an old man in a three piece suit comes and joins him. It's a legit question. Because at the end, they establish that if you're walking where someone else is walking, the lights go... Okay, forget it. <laughs> Just discussing a show at this point. Um, <laughs> oh, thanks for being at the show. And I just want to talk to you about what you've been working on. I mean, because we know each other, I know what you've been working on, but you should tell the podcast audience. Oh, I would love to. What a, no a wonderful cross-promotion. Yes, that's, what that's that what mean? I'm saying. You'd have to be promoting well, something for it to be a cross-promotion. You've got a home box office. HBO special coming out December 3rd. Oh, I don't even think I knew that. Yeah, that I know the release date of. Then there's a show, a TV show called Crashing that Judd Apatow and I made coming out in, I believe it's February. And you guys are editing right now still? We're almost done with the last episode. Tomorrow wow. at 8 a.m. Hey, yikes! We're watching, like you have to watch the episodes, something I didn't know, you know. Yes. You have to watch them a million times. So many times. Millions and millions so of many, times. So many, so many times. Obviously I'm not complaining, but literally would make the episode and I'd have this naive thought of like, I wonder if I'll ever get to watch it. Right, <laughs> yeah. Yes, Pete. <laughs> You're gonna watch it two dozen times. You know what was fun for us making our show? Take and my I'm wife. assuming because you have a giant HBO show, uh, what was fun was going and doing screenings. Because by the time you do oh, a screening, to show it for people. by the time you do, you do a screening, you've seen it so many times, you hate it to death, yeah, and, and you never you want to see it again. And then you get to see good news. you get to see other people watch it, and it's really fun because that they're laughing. That makes me happy. So you have that ahead of you, which I think I can't wait for that. Yeah, it's really good. I'm on the fence if I'm going to invite my parents. We did an episode about loosely about my parents. Certainly not about them. There's differences in the characters and stuff, but it's certainly inspired by my real family. Yeah. And I'm like, do I invite them to the premiere? And like, let's be honest, and ruin it for myself. Like the whole time I'll just <laughs> oh, be nervous. Because yeah. there's swearing, there's nudity. Uh, it's not like ugly. You know the difference between ugly and dirty? Of it's not like an course. ugly show. But there is a lot of real stuff in it. And it's about their baby boy. It's inspired by their baby boy getting his heart broken. <laughs> so I just don't know. I have a couple strategies. One, never show yeah. it to them. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we could get away with that. Just be like, it won't happen. Yeah. Oh, it got delayed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so it sorry. It got scrapped after editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. just put in a time capsule <laughs> for others to enjoy in another time. Um, but uh, I don't know. I hope they, I really, I'll be very relieved if they like it. But when Love premiered, Judd's other show, I got to go to the, the Vista, you know, the Vista yeah. Theater. So they had the premiere there. So it was like a movie so and an audience. And yeah. I was like, if we get to do that, 
because just today we were watching an episode and there was someone in the room who hadn't seen it and they were laughing and it's really fun it's qu- it's crazy how, you're absolutely right how quickly you'll be like oh now th- this is the best it's like a, a surprise I mean also, like, when you're watching something, you're not, obviously, you're not, nobody in the editing, nobody's laughing. For I mean, the, yeah. you know, you, you might be, you like, might enjoying from time to time. it or whatever, but it's not the but same But not the experience. 15th time. And I will say for what, what Rhea and I did about the same thing you're talking about is my parents didn't come here to L.A., but we did a screening in Chicago. Oh, wow. Right out, oh, wow. And my cool. parents came to that, which was really fun. Because did they, they love had, it? I mean, there's... No, they, they really did love it. They, I mean, they should like, love it. I'm just kind of like, what could they have been uncomfortable with? It's not the same. There's not, if they I mean, didn't know you were gay, maybe, it yeah, would be like, how what? Uh, but that's how... But that's kind of how I feel about my show, to be honest. It's like, this is a different coming out of sorts. It's like, we didn't know. Oh, it is. It is. It's too much info for parents. Yeah, there's a lot in there. I mean... Because your show's very real, and there were things they didn't know necessarily. They've also seen me do stand-up a bunch. A bunch. I I don't say this in a negative way. I don't think my parents... They love me very much. They're very, very supportive. But they're not too familiar with my act. Like, which is fine. Like, at a certain point, I think we just kind of realize, like, it's better if we don't cross these streams. I mean... Uh, It's very liberating for me, and and it maybe takes something off your plate. I think that's a good... I think for for me, it was hard for a long time. I lived in Chicago, and that's where they live. And I would have to, like, tell them not to come to shows because Mm. they would be like, why? Our our friends are going to shows. Like, like your sisters can come. And I would be like, cut, because it's... Because you're at my work all yeah, the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there is something. It's a little weird. There's a certain point I think any stand-up has to be like, "Thank you for that early support." Yeah. Now please let me pretend like the audience is going to be there, whether or not I pack it with my family, yeah. which is a nice feeling, even if they're not there. I, I I don't like performing for people I know. It really freaks me out. To this yeah, day, hard. if somebody's like, I'm coming to your show, I'm like, you should, here's the right way to do that. Text me after. We were at your show. It was amazing. Oh, that's... Okay, let's, let's, let's get out of here. <laughs> let's get out of here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fended, rolled the dice. It's the golden age of uh, being racist towards Italian people. <laughs> It's not even a bit. That's just true. It's like, enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like when they make a madman about our time, it's going to be weird that we're holding, like, cell phones to our heads. They'll be like, we didn't know we were cooking ourselves. You know, like, we didn't know. So that'll be the smoking. And then to show how backwards we were, it'll have us being like, you guys want to go get a pizza pie? It. I just want you to know that is racist shit. Like, it's a me, Mario. That's racist. I'm not gonna win. I'm a plumber. I love a stinky cheese. <laughs> Enjoy it now. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate it. stand-up bit I might ever send directly to my father. 
Does anyone have a small Italian crying dad? I have a small Italian crying dad. Uh, he thinks people are very racist towards Italian people. He has my entire life. When I was a child growing up, I wasn't allowed to wear green to school on St. Patrick's Day. I had to wear red to school two days later on St. Joseph's Day, the Italian holiday. This is true. Oh my God, it's so amazing. Oh God, yes. Can't wait for him to listen to that. He'll be like, yeah, I agree. I mean, he's like, he's never watched an episode of The Sopranos because he's like, that's not us! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. Well, so one week, huh? One week. One week! <laughs> Ocean noises. <laughs> Um, just one week, just one teeny week, and one week. I feel good about, I feel good. Are people feeling good? I, I felt like we were feeling real good there for a minute. Like, for a minute, we were like, this puss, there's no way he's coming back from the pussy grabbing. We are, yes, you know? And now, it's some, somehow even that seems to be just like, everybody can just... You just have to, it just takes two weeks. Is that how long it takes? Just two weeks. Just, just two weeks? Okay. <sighs> I understand that emails have happened and there have been emails and there, there's nothing in the emails and they don't know if they're going to look at them or if anything will happen, but they just want us to know that they exist. <laughs> the one guy from the FBI just wants us to know that she has an email address and she's used it. And <laughs> she signed up for stuff and she has like Marriott points and stuff like that through the email. <laughs> it's just like... What could she do? What could she possibly do via email? Like, because here's the thing, right? I mean, this is, this is where I'm at. I don't know where you guys are at with it. This is what I assume is in some of those emails, uh, like, like state secrets and like bad shit that America has done. If I, saw, if I saw an email that was like, we did bad shit, I would be like, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like us? That sounds like us! <laughs> we stole this place, we're stealing it now. It's like, oh, I don't, I'm not even going to talk about it because it's Rhea's thing to talk about, but like, I mean, are you watching the World Series? Do you see what's on their little hats? Anyway. <laughs> we're not a great, we're not, we're not, we're not perfect, we're not great. We're so fucked up. I feel like we're just like, this woman, she is, look what she's done! And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's done what we've all done. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've had less a, like, less a tangible part in it, you know what I mean? But I'm still, like, wearing this jacket. And this came from somewhere. Like, I don't know where this came from, but, you know, bad shit, I'm sure. <laughs> Do you guys feel calm? I just want to get a temperature. Do you feel still stressed about it? Are people worried? Clap if you're worried. Are you worried? That's a, that's a lot of people. Well, you ha well, I mean, you have to vote. Well, I mean, also, like, California. So, I mean, we're going to, like, L.A. Like, what if L.A. finally goes Democrat? Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, um, 
But are you calling your family members and stuff in, in states that might be a little bit more uh, swingy? The swingier states? You know, you drop your keys in a bowl. You know those states? You guys know those states I'm talking about? Vince Vaughn's always there, and it's just... You guys know the, what I'm talking about? Anyway, um... Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if I could have done more. I got asked to go a couple different places for the campaign, and, and I couldn't go um, because of some work stuff here. I've been talking about it for like the last 18 months. I've been talking about Hillary as a candidate that I would like to be present for like the last 18 months into this microphone. So just, you know, 78 people at a time. <laughs> 78 people who already agree with me because they chose to be here. <laughs> and then you do stuff on social media and it's like people that are, actually it used to be you know much different. It used to be much different. It used to be like, it was 18 months ago, it was scary to be openly uh, in Hillary's camp because of how uh, people, some, some people were very uh, stressed out about Bernie Sanders. And I'm so glad that that's over because that was really tough for all of us. Wasn't that a little bit tough? That was tough. That was tough for all of us. I felt like we agreed on a lot of stuff and we had to go through that. But we didn't, we didn't know, did we? We thought that was the worst. <laughs> we were like, this guy wants college to be free. And she says kids should have health care. Ah, oh, there's no good options. <laughs> and we just didn't know. We didn't know what was waiting around the corner. I wonder if anything else will... Do you, do you guys have a... What's the under over on something else happening? I mean something huge. I don't mean like, will he tweet something... Yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Will he say, like, will there be some sort of a salute for sure? But I just want to know, like, is any other sort of a tape going to come out? Does anyone have a thought on whether this is going to happen? Anyone? Does anyone know anything about Donald Trump and his sort of background or, like, kind of his dirt? Can you... Is, are there spies here? Are there spies? Are there Russians here? Are there any Russians that could... I know you guys want him, but uh, could you tell us why? <laughs> Can you tell us what's going on? No, one week. I think it's going to be fine. Uh, I think it's going to be just fine. And then, boy, what are we going to do right after? You know what I mean? <laughs> Stay indoors. <laughs> right after, we're going to stay indoors. <laughs> like two, three weeks later, yeah, we can go outside again. <laughs> I think it's. I think once. I think it is going to make the world different for women. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I feel it now. It feels like it's different now for women. That does feel true. People are believing us. We're talking about things. The internet is slightly different. Not always, but Twitter, they did that one thing where I can't see all the terrible things people say to me now. That feels different. But still, we live in a world... Like, do you know what is bonkers? Do you guys ever think about this? Have you ever thought about how bonkers it is that, like... Okay, so I was on a podcast not too long ago, and a dude who was hosting it was talking to Rhea and I about baseball, and he was like, yeah, but baseball is universal. Baseball is universal. That's why everybody loves it. Baseball is universal. You know, sport, professional sports are universal. It's like, whatever city you're in, you can get behind your team. And I was like, um, do you realize that women don't play in the professional sports that we watch? Like, as a culture? Do you know, like, women that are in the WNBA, they have to be, like, nurses or whatever, like, during the day. They don't get paid any money. They could, like, fix their own broken ankles. Like, they're, they have, like, so much training, and they have to, like, that's what, what, so as a culture, that's 
where we are. Like, we just have agreed. I mean, I go to a baseball game and I just realize it's like, it's men and women, 50, 50. Like, there are a lot of women there being like, you represent us. And what's it going to be like when for the for we wake up one morning and we're like, oh my God. No, they didn't. You guys are fucked, is what I'm saying. You're fucked. Am I fucked? I mean, you're not fucked. Like, maybe for once. <laughs> I think it's going to be really different. I guess what I'm saying is I can't wait for Hillary to be president of the NBA, which is for women, and I promise I will also watch the MNBA, which is for men. (laughs) Okay, thanks, guys. Uh, Hey, you know what? We're going to keep the show going. Aren't we? Aren't we? No! Stop the show! aggressive audience no this okay great uh, three comics left they're all i just what if this is a really fun show tonight i'm very happy about it hey i love this gal you're gonna love her too let's hear it right now for anna Saragina. give it up for her come on oh another woman in a big shirt forget about it I thought Halloween was done. Oh, pfft. Oh. Okay, this is my biggest shirt. <laughs> For you guys, I wear my biggest shirt. Thank you so much. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, stand-up comedy's fun, huh? It's just a good time. I, um, I like watching men do stand-up. Here it comes. <laughs> Someone's gonna say It's just funny to me when, like, I don't know if you noticed, but men take the microphone out of the stand right away, which is presumptuous. <laughs> what I mean? Right, right, right away you're done. Okay, this is, I'm gonna do an impression of men doing stand-up. Is that okay? <laughs> yes! Okay, thank you so much for your encouraging and supportive words. Okay, here's a uh, round of applause. Men deserve it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay. Ugh, fuck that! <laughs> Okay, get that out of the way. Get a nice prowl going. Take up the entirety of the space, okay? Really need it, okay? Make direct eye contact with a woman. Be very threatening, okay? Dating, I'm gonna say it. Shut the fuck up. So, fuck you. Bye. <laughs> That's men doing stand-up. You know, it's relatable, so that's good. I can't, I'm not, I can't. So, uh, here's an impression just to catch you up on what I'm all about. A lot of times people perform and you're like, what's their style? So I'll just tell you right away. Oh, okay, so here's... Okay, that's good for the podcast. Okay, okay. Here's an impression of me doing stand-up. Is it? Uh, is that okay? Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. Here we go. Round of applause as you went for a man. Oh. 
okay. Um, oh, oh, suddenly she's Susan! <laughs> well, okay, fuck that. <laughs> Uh, you don't always get to perform, you know, in such nice spaces. I recently had to perform, this is maybe the weirdest thing I've done, I had to perform for a kefir company, so that's good for me. <laughs> what? I'll tell you, thank you for asking. What? Okay. It is a, does anybody know what kefir is? It is a kefir-friendly crowd? <laughs> thank you. Um, it's like a yogurt to go, which is good, because you're usually like, I can't. <laughs> I can't do that. But it's not like Gogurt. <laughs> do you guys remember Gogurt? Any 90s kids? In the okay. Gogurt was cool. Gogurt undoubtedly was a very cool time in our history. It was like, uh, I'll, fucking, I'll fucking love to skateboard. <laughs> and I fucking love pussy, but also I love probiotics. <laughs> it's like weird. It's like a mom thing. Her moms were like, I think Jared's gonna get out there in 360 on the board. I think. If I know Jared, and I think I know Jared, so I just wanna strap a warm strawberry pouch in the big inseam of his big Jankos. That's my boy. So Kiefer's not like that. Kiefer, we've grown up around here. Oh, mama, you know? Don't say mama. Okay, here we go. Keeper's more like, um, sophisticated. It's like, you know those like, um, it reminds me of the general feeling of those coffee shops. You know the coffee shops where you walk in and you're like, it's white, you know? It's just like, oh! <laughs> There's like just one succulent and it's like, ah! Oh. You know? There's one and it's like, ah! Oh. you're like, why is that plant sexy? I don't want to be attracted to a plant, but here we are. The barista's wearing like a hat when you didn't fucking ask them to be, you know what I mean? Like, like, like the kind of hat that's like, I keep on falling, you know what I mean? Like a hat, like a, like a, and then it's under the chin. Oh, I heard about it. So that's Kiefer, you get it, okay? So I performed for this Kiefer company and I didn't know. I didn't know until I showed up that I'd be performing for a hundred, hundred-year-old Russian men who would be eating, say it with me, ladies, beef. They would be eating beef, and then I had to perform stand-up on top of their beef, so that's nice. And I, I actually, when backstage, I'm a little freak, I am actually from Russia. I, it's a very confusing time politically to be a Russian immigrant, you know what I mean? And it's not funny, you're right, so I'll move on. But... but I, I moved here when I was 12, which means, do you guys remember four and 12 year olds? That is right, someone laughed. Good, a lot of people laughed when I was 12. I moved here and I had um, a penis tip haircut. Thank you, welcome. It's a haircut that looks like a penis, where hair should be, so that's nice. And then I knew one phrase in English, which was, hi, will you be having lunch? So that's good, that's nice. My parents just had a hot pink Jeep. And then we had two dogs, each of which weighed 150 pounds. So if you do the math, here we go, uh, it's 300 pounds of dog. And they had their periods still, so we put them in, we all know it, period suits. <laughs> Those are full body suits that you can put on your animal. And then their tail's still out, because, you know, girls just want to have fun. But <laughs> they have 
fucking pads. So I thought I would perform in front of these Russian men and they'd love that. I thought I'd tell them that, you know, when your dog's vagina's, uh, and I thought they'd love it. And instead, the CEO of the company introduced me herself, and this is how she did it. This is my favorite thing in the world. Okay, this is how she did it. <laughs> oh, I never held, held one? <laughs> That's bright! Oh. Wow! Okay. <laughs> I will fire you. Our company was built on the backs of immigrants, and we will never turn down anyone for being gay. (laughs) And she stared at one guy. (laughs) Anyway, her next performer is Hillary Clinton. (laughs) And then everyone went, what? And then she was like, it's actually Anna Sergina. <laughs> and then everyone went, BOO! <laughs> to step over their booze and be like, hello, dating. Please stop booing, is weird. <laughs> and then I got off the stage and the CEO of the company was like, stand-up comedy's very hard. <laughs> and some people shouldn't do it. That was, of course, Adnan Sarah Koenig. Anyway. <laughs> It was Anna Sergina. All right, thank you guys so much. Bye. Anna Sergina, you got glitter ears. He was great. We're gonna keep the show rolling, but I just want to say two things. One, I keep thinking about Charlie's joke when he's like, "Great Americans with depression." I feel like if I went to that website and I read it, I'd be like, "Great Americans with depression." <laughs> And also, I just want to do one quick impression, and I do it one time a year, and it is around Halloween. Are you guys okay with me doing one impression real quick? Now, do you want me to tell you what it is first, and then you get to hear it, or do you want to guess what it is after I do it? All right, a resounding guess. It's been a minute, so I'm just trying it out right here. Here we go. Anybody got it? Yes, it is. And I miss them with all of my heart. Because in the summertime, my my neighborhood just sounded like the Nerf footballs. The entire, just like, and then in the fall, it was, because you would just like walk through a gauntlet of the same fucking Woodstock. Anyway, I love that thing to death. And I need to find one. And you guys are going to love this next comic. Give a warm welcome to Whitmer Thomas! Thank you all so much. Uh, hey, my name is Wit, and I'm from Alabama originally, and those are the two most important things about me. Um, when I was a kid, my dad left. It was... That's Pete Holmes out there. You can hear him. Uh, <laughs> bye, Pete. Um, when I was a kid, my dad left. Um, 
it was, uh, you know, awkward for me, you know, because dads leave or whatever. But at the time, I, I was in fourth grade, and my dad was the assistant baseball coach for my fourth grade baseball team. You know, so it was awkward because I'd get to baseball practice, and all the other kids would be like, Hey, where's your dad? He's supposed to be third base coach. <laughs> and I'd have to be like, Yeah, he's also supposed to be my dad. <laughs> Where is that guy? <laughs> you know what? When I see him, I'll tell him about this whole third base coach thing. Because God forbid you get to third base and you don't know where to go. <laughs> you go home. If anything, my dad needs a third base coach. <laughs> little bit of dad hate out there tonight. I like that. Uh, my dad left to pursue his uh, dream of becoming a drug addict. It worked out. Aim low. That's my mic trick. Uh, funny stuff. Podcast. Uh, no. And he came back eventually when I was like in high school. And, uh, you know, I was always I had a little bit of resentment for him for, you know, really ruining my life there for a while. Uh, so anytime he'd tell me to do something, like tell me to get a job or something, I, you know, I didn't want to do it, you know, I, I pulled out the greatest excuse. You can, you guys can come up with this. Uh, you can do this yourself. Uh, I'd say, uh, you can't tell me what to do, because without me, you wouldn't even be a dad. <laughs> I was his only child, so yeah. Uh, I feel like you can tell a lot about a person's childhood by what they call their grandparents. Uh, like, my childhood was kind of bleak. And I call my grandparents grandmother and grandfather. <laughs> but my friend's childhood was really solid, you know. And he calls his grandparents Gim Gam and Mip Mop. <laughs> He's like, I love Mip Mop, she's making biscuits as we speak. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's cool, because grandfather's gonna try to get me to join the Confederacy again. <laughs> Grandfathers. Um, well, moving on. Something good, something good. Something good. Uh, people say porn is about fantasy. Which is weird, because they still haven't made my mom coming back to life porn. <laughs> mom died while back. That was weird, uh, you know, because, you know, it was sad. But also it was weird because my mom is an identical twin. Yeah. So whenever my mom died, my aunt moved to my hometown where my mom lived into my mom's house. Strange, weird, you know, especially because now every time I go home, I run into an acquaintance of mine from high school or something, and they always come up to me and say, hey man, drove past your house the other day, saw your mom watering the grass. She looks good and alive. And I always reply, my mom died eight years ago. And then I just walk away like this. Leading them all to think that I, uh, she, they saw a ghost or something. Uh, 
But I just feel like people, you know, like my 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 aunt, she's she she ain't right, you know. <laughs> she calls me every year on my mom's death day, which is the only time she calls me. Um, and I just feel like that's fucked up, you know, because like there's other days you could call a person. Don't call them on a death day. That's not a way you remember a person. Like, you know, call 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 me on my birthday maybe or Christmas or something. Hell, man, call me on my mom's birthday. Easy for you to remember. It's your fucking birthday. <laughs> I just feel like we, lately, last couple hundred years, have been remembering things the wrong way. You know? Like, like I feel like when Jesus comes back, <laughs> he'll be like, when Jesus comes back, I feel like he'll be like, Okay, first order of business. How's about we remove all the memorabilia from the worst day of my life? <laughs> that shit hurt, y'all. I did more than just dangle. <laughs> That's the line. Cool. Um, yeah. Um, I was visiting back home. Um, back in Alabama now, there's a new trend called uh, where uh, all of these r- redneck southern bigot dads, they have bangs. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like way back, they used to have mullets, you know? That was the, the look. But now they have short hair in the back, long, beautiful, straightened hair in the front. Oh, my God. <laughs> and guess what they're calling it? They're calling it a tellum, which is mullet. In reverse, oh my god. Takes a lot of hate in your heart to come up with something that clever. Anyway, I just think it's funny for a bigot to have bangs. Can't be that cute and have so much hate in your heart. Like, how's it gonna go down if this redneck bigot dad finds out his kid's gay or something? You know? He has bangs. Like, no son of mine's gonna be gay and live in my house. So get out. Um, just doesn't make any sense. I like doing impressions a lot. Uh, here's Jack Nicholson. Uh, hey. Uh, anyway. So. Yeah, you, so you get it. Uh, so I've, I've, I'm pretty good at impressions. You can watch my SNL audition. I don't know why I want to even say that. Uh, I filmed it in my room uh, on Vimeo. I put it on Vimeo because it's fancy. It's fancier. Anyway, so I, uh, I realized recently I can impersonate anybody. Anybody. All I got to do is just meet you, and I can do a perfect impression of you. Uh, all I got to do is get your first name and what you do for a living, and I can do a perfect impression. No joke. No joke. Um, so I'll do that tonight. I'm going to meet somebody in the audience. <laughs> And I'll do a perfect impression. Let me find a good person who doesn't seem like they do anything honorable for a living. Um, hello, sir. Sorry, no offense, no offense. You could be a fireman or something. Uh, okay, sir, I'm going to do a perfect impression of you. What's your first name and what do you do for a living? And I'll do a perfect impression. What is your first? So if your name is John and you work at a cafe, just, you know, say, my name is John, I work at a cafe. But say what you do. Oh, so what's your first name and what do you do for a living? And I'll do a perfect impression. My name's Andy and I'm an editor. Andy, you sound annoying. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Have a good night.
I was back there, so I didn't... Who's, who was it? Andy? Oh, you have a beautiful voice. Oh, my God. Why are you an editor, right? What a ridiculous waste. But maybe sometimes you're like, oh, is, is this a good cut? I don't know what you would say. Are you having a good night tonight? Yeah, it's so nice. You have such a nice voice. You like his voice, right? Yeah, it's a good voice. What is your voice? It's more annoying. No! 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 No, it's just a different voice. You can't have the same voice. You can't have the same voice and be... Now, how long have you been together? Okay. Yeah, a couple dates. Listen, you had the same voice, it wouldn't fucking work out, okay? It wouldn't. Like, I don't know if you saw Rhea and I up here earlier. We are so different in every way. I have this. Um, you guys seem adorable. How did, how did you meet? Through some friends. That's great. What do you do? You're an architect? Ha ha! Ah, that's a lot of money! He makes a lot of money! An architect in Los Angeles? What do you even build? Not much! Not very much! There's so many houses and they go all out. And none of them goes up so tall. Because you can't they would fall down. I don't have to tell you. You're an architect. Well, you guys seem amazing. Amazing. You're a couple. Uh-huh. What's your story? What do you do? Oh, God, I stressed them out so much. Yeah, it's okay. You don't have to be... Neither of you has to have a really sexy voice. Neither of you has to have a lot of money. You can just be regular people. That's good. Yeah. But you do have a sexy voice. Pretty... Yeah, like, oh, what? What? Like, it's such a good voice. You could, like... I don't know what you... What do you do? Uh, I'm a student right now. <laughs> Where are you from? Yeah, you are. Yeah, you're from here. I was gonna tell you what, that you were from here. Cause you went, I'm a student. <laughs> uh, I'm a student. What do you do? Are you also a student? But not her teacher, right? Not her teacher. Yet! Till tonight! Because I bet you have books and I bet you have lessons planned. So work it out! Um, cool, what do you teach? Elementary school. Elementary school kids. Yeah, so not, shouldn't say anything else sexual then. Not, yeah. It's a hard thing to deal No, it's not. Don't say that ever again. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> uh, what, you teach elementary school. How old, how old are they? Little teeny, little teeny, about this big. 
Why are, wait, they're this big? That's a baby. Yeah, what age? What grade? Second grade. That's such a big second grade. I don't know how tall they're. That's, thank you for doing that work. That sounds very challenging. <sighs> what do you even teach them? Second grade, what do you teach them? Oh, I'm a special education Oh, you're perfect. <laughs> I used to work in special ed. Do you know that about me? No. Yeah, I did before I did this. Some people are like, do you know that? Laughing that sh- that, at the idea that she would know that about me. I'm famous. <laughs> Know my bio, okay? <laughs> I used to work in special ed. That's what I did before I did this. I loved that job. I thought it was the best. I have to get off stage. I'm very late. I'm so late to get off stage. But can I... Shit! I want to tell you my, my best story about special ed, which is that I worked with middle school students. They were a little bit older, though. So, like, 14 to 16. And kids uh, with severe physical special needs. So, like, kids in wheelchairs or that speak with a computer. And... I had these two best friends that both had muscular dystrophy and they were in wheelchairs. And uh, they had really, really, really fast wheelchairs. And when you're at class, you have to have your wheelchair off and parked because that was the rules. (laughs) But (laughs) they would play pranks on each other because they were 14 years old. And so one thing that they would do is during class... If one of them was answering a question, what is the right verb for the sentence? And one raises their hand, and then you call them, yes, you. Then the other kid would turn on <laughs> that kid's wheelchair and recline his seat all the way. <laughs> so that the kid was like, the farming! <laughs> and it was so funny every time, but you can't laugh! You have to be like, go in the home. <laughs> well, thank you for doing that work. And I don't know what you're studying, but I'm sure it's going to be great. Let's hear for this couple. Let's hear for this couple. We have one comic left. She is amazing. She's on a show called People of Earth that you might have seen last night on TBS. Or maybe you didn't see it and you can see it again soon wherever TBS shows replay. <laughs> Guys, let's hear for Alice Wonderland. What's up? How, what's new, audience? Don't answer that. Start with an open-ended question to you. Um, what's up? Okay, so hi. Uh, good to be here. Oh my god. Uh, I can't wait to tell you guys what I did for Halloween. Because uh, I, f- I think I fucking figured it out. <laughs> I skipped it. <laughs> skipped the whole thing. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm out. Last night, don't have kids, I'm out. I didn't do a thing, and I don't drink anymore, I'm sober, and I don't... I don't drink. You need to listen and be less drunk. I'm gonna show up here. (laughs) Just kidding, keep coming back, we'll talk later. I... I bought a Newsies costume, just in case, just in case. But you know, it's, I, I didn't even know why I bought it because I don't usually dress up sexy for Halloween. 
Um, so I just left it at home and I watched slasher movies, and uh, which I guess is partaking in Halloween. But I, I do watch slasher movies all the time because I really like to do it um, because I watch them and I pause them and I go over it and I'm like, here's what I would do differently. <laughs> and that's how I get to myself to the gym. I don't know if you know this, but working out is the dumbest thing you could do, and there's no reason to do it. And every time you see somebody working out at the gym, everybody who works out uh, on a regular basis, they all have something in their head. And it's like, for me, it's like, I'm fucking training. I can't fucking wait for this guy to come in and fucking try to break into my house, okay? I watched The Fall. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I fucking wish. He comes into my house, and I'm like, whew, I'm ready. Like, it's all... I tied myself up, asshole, to give... You a head start, because that's how bored I am already. Right? Come at me. <laughs> I lift eight pound weights all the time. You don't know what that does. You don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Really, it's what it is. I, um, I was thinking about dressing up uh, and going to like a work party, and then just dressing up kind of cute, and then what would be spooky about it is I would tell everybody my real age, uh, which is 35. And I think some people would be freaked out, because um, it is L.A., and uh, like some of my agents would be like, no. Um, <laughs> God damn it. What? How did I get into this? It's weird. I like aging, though. It's, um, it's cool to be. Because like, I do get, as I get older, I found that like, I get more wise and you know, worldly and shit. And I, like, get, you know, and I also get less attractive to serial killers, too. <laughs> That's true. You know, they don't target me as much. I mean, they, they might target me and they're like, ah, I'm going to put stuff in my trunk, you know? And then I'm like, <coughs> what? And they're like, ugh, what? Mm -mm. I want a fresh one. I'm going to get a fresh one. <coughs> Suit yourself. Okay, I'm ready. So. Um, I do not have children, as I said. Um, I don't have any. I don't have any babies that I know of. Right? Uh, <laughs> don't have any. And uh, I mean, I do have two cats, and believe me, <laughs> they're at that age. Um, <laughs> oof, it is tough, uh, you know. And I'm a single mom uh, in that regard, so it's tough. Just because I want to tell them, you know, I do, I do it. I do it, go on the road all the time, you know, and they're just, I feel like they're going out of their minds, you know, and I want to be like, I do it for you. And they're like, well, who are you? So, really. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm thinking about having a, a baby or something. And I hear it's really like, like, you know, being a, a mom, you know, they say it's like hardest job in the world, you know, like, but also easiest one to get. <laughs> so. Not a long resume. <laughs> Very easy to get an entry level mom. I, uh, but I'm a single person. I just broke up with my boyfriend, uh, and uh, he is he's gone. Um, <laughs> sounds so foreboding. Uh, you don't know. That's okay. that's okay. It's spooky. Just leave it spooky. And uh, it's too bad, you know. Uh, we had a nice time together. He's he's not. He's a musician, which is sexy because I do. I get turned on by lending people money. <laughs> you know, but uh, it's yeah. We didn't. It didn't work out, and uh, and so I am again single. But I don't even like saying single because I feel that that term is stigmatized. You know, it's like I don't like I I prefer the term panicked. You know, just a sheer, 
white hot uh, panic at all times. Um, which is crazy because you're supposed to be panicking because I, you know, I guess you peak or whatever. But I like, I sort of like it. You know, I like, I like because no more serial killers, right? So I'm not attracting them anymore. So eventually, um, so, sort of still feel like I am, uh, just with some of the Twitter. I, uh, but uh, but you know, I'm a feminist and I have to. I really, I gotta just calm down about it. You know what I mean? You guys don't because you're like more feminist. Um, which is great, a safe space. I like that. Uh, but I do need to, because it's like, I, okay, so when you're a feminist, sometimes you'll get people be like, you're a feminist. Does that mean you hate men? And you're like, no, it's, I'm a feminist. That means men hate me. It's confusing. Uh, it is. But it's, it's, you know, and it's stupid because it's like, just because I'm a feminist doesn't mean I hate men. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a feminist who happens to hate men. Okay? It's just not... <laughs> You know, not connected. You know, and it's weird. I I hate. I I don't even hate all men. You know, not all men. You know, I hate. I hate what I hate is toxic masculinity, right? Like I I do not like when I men make me feel unsafe or like explain or like fucking talk over me or like love Radiohead. You know, like that shit. I don't. I don't like it. So, but you guys have been great. Thank you so much. I'm. you guys we got go. heavens to betsy new fave joke uh guys thank you so much for coming out tonight let's hear for everybody you saw tonight that's cameron Esposito. that's Rhea butcher we're here every tuesday night we will be here next tuesday talking about the election as it happens come hang out with us have a great rest of your week put your hands together put your hands together put your hands together Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.